Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSRHealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSRHealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Welcome to Mary Ann Live. I'm Mary Ann Camarado. You know, I have been known to say great relationships begin within, and there's a reason for that. It's a very long history. I'll give you the short version, and it has something to do with our topic today, by the way. Turning to our interior knowing, right? Really learning to listen. It's one of the things that we know is something that's important to do from the time we're little, um, you know, the hear about your gut feeling, your intuition, etc. But cultivating a way to do that reliably can take a lifetime. Well, our guest today, Deborah Ingle, is joining us. She's written a book called Let Your Spirit Guide Speak. We have help, is my point. <laughs> Turning to our interior selves to listen is what our topic is going to be about today. Before we get there, let's do what I like to do at the top of every program, and that's get all the way here. This is not a cliche, getting present. When we hear that, sometimes we forget how critical it is to take just a moment to arrive. We're transitioning all day long, transitioning from sleep to awake state, transitioning from getting ready to going out in the world, transitioning from one conversation to another, etc. So, these are opportunities, if we care, to see them that way, um, to just get present. And one of my favorite ways to invite you to do that is to find your breath. Just notice where your breath is in your body. That small shift of perception. Yeah, there it is. Oh, there's my breath. And there's nothing necessarily to do about it. Just notice. Oh, I'm in my body. Here I am. Here's my breath. And if it feels good, or if it might be useful, you might deepen your breath a little bit. If it feels good to have a rapid breath, then go with that. Whatever feels like it's serving you right now. Just noticing what's happening to your body as you bring your attention and your awareness to your breath that's in your body. Some people call your body the temple for spirit, for soul. Yeah, just taking this moment here giving yourself a gift of your own attention, real simple. And then when we get present, we get presence, like we get Deb Engel's presence today. Let your spirit, Scott, let your spirit guide speak. We're going to do this together in presence, listening, learning to listen to our guides. So, yeah, you might make an audible breath. You might notice your shoulders are dropping away from your earlobes. You might notice that your nervous system is starting to relax. 
Whatever you're noticing, let's turn our attention to the second part of the practice I'd love to invite folks to do, and that is finding a portal of gratitude. Cultivating gratitude is so beautiful, useful, helpful, not just for you, for everybody around you, and the rippling effect is really amazing. And this is not always easy to do, by the way. We have a lot on our plates these days. We are burdened with responsibility. Uh, It seems endless at times. Caring for ourselves is a giant job. Caring for others, children, spouses, parents, coworkers, friends, community, humanity. The list grows and grows. And it seems as though we often can be burdened or overwhelmed by this growing list of responsibility. Shifting and cultivating an attitude of gratitude is really helpful and useful in terms of being able to change our perspective about that. So I know you all have had an experience of that, and having to be part of your practice is really, really useful. And so I would invite you to ask yourself the following question. Who helped make it possible for me to do what I'm doing right now? Just ask yourself. You may be surprised at what comes up, the clothes you're wearing, the electronic device you're holding, the food in your belly, the animal that's in your life, the loved one. How did that come to pass? And as you start to really bring your attention to that, let the rippling effect happen, the one dozens, hundreds, maybe even thousands of people that had to be a part of helping you do that can help shift your perspective, and gratitude grows from there. So as you're going down your list of people who make your life possible for you to do whatever you're doing right now, we're going to go down our short list, but very, very powerful and important list of folks who make this program possible for you every week for the last 11 years. Our honorary sponsor at the global level is the OneWorldChildrensFund.org. Uniting people to improve the lives of children affected by poverty. Check them out online. The National Action Organization, committed to changing the way our culture values each other, makes this program possible. 100% of their proceeds goes to programming just like this. And at the local level here in Northern California, the Open Secret Bookstore is known for having the latest in meditation and revelation kinds of books. If you like books, you like to learn, whether it's on Kindle or not, they usually start out as something you hold in your hand. I know it's old school, but a lot of us still like the bookstore. <laughs> so check them out. They've got um, programming, uh, speakers, all kinds of events every week if you're in the area. Check them out online, opensecretbookstore.com. All right, folks, we're breathing. We're present as much as we can be. We're Shifting our attention towards an attitude of gratitude, and our list will just keep growing. Right now, let's turn our attention to our guest today. Author Deborah Engel is joining us. Let Your Spirit Guide Speak is the title of her latest book. Uh, Deb is the author of The Only Little Prayer You Need. I know she's got a lot of fans who've read that book out there. She's a workshop facilitator and a regular blogger at Pefeos. I'm sure that's not the correct pronunciation pathios is probably <laughs> we'll ask her uh she's nodding pathios okay so she's also a longtime teacher of a course in miracles and a widely traveled inspirational speaker and she's joining us today to talk about how we connect with our guides our spirit guides she wants us to consider what, what if you had a best friend or a counselor all rolled up into one and you had access to their advice and wisdom 24 7 
Well, you do, she says. They're your spirit guides. And Deb says that she's going to help teach us how to find them. And if you get a copy of her book, you get a step-by-step guide on how she does this, how she came to it. On this program, we're going to talk about what inspired her to write the book and give us some tips on how to connect with our guides. We're so happy to have you here, Deb. Welcome to the program. Thanks so much. It's great to be here. Well, there's a great story about how you got inspired to write this book right in the beginning of your book. Love it. You're sitting down at a bagel shop. Tell us the story. It's very, very moving. Right. Well, it involves a young woman who I've known for many years. And as I say in the book, she's one of the most dynamic, successful, lovely young women you could ever meet. She's a single mom, has her own business. And from any anybody's point of view, looking at her, if you know her, you know that she's just one of those kind of special people who's doing so many dynamic things in this world. Well, we've gotten together over the years. Typically, we get together at this one particular bagel shop, and we were just catching up on life, asking about her son, asking about other things in her relationships, what was going on in her life. And then I was telling her about my spirit guides, that I had been kind of challenged by something, a little bit struggling with them, and that I had turned to my guides for information. All of a sudden, she just burst into tears. And I looked across the table at her, and I asked her what's wrong. And she said, I forget. I always forget that we have these spirit guides and that we always have help available to us at any time. And as we talked, I realized how important it is for all of us to have this information because on the surface it can look like our lives are just perfect, you know, everything's just uh, kind of clicking along. But all of us have questions, we have challenges, we have internal struggles, and when we remember that we have those spirit guides who can help us always, 24-7, it makes life so much easier. Mm-hmm. So when I had that experience with her, it was a, really a motivator to get this down in book form and share it with other people. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. The long version, by the way, if you're just joining us, uh, Deb Engel is with us. She's written a book, Let Your Spirit Guides Speak. Um, The long version of that story is right in the beginning of the book. Um, It's a wonderful story, very moving. And also, uh, if you sit and pause for a moment, you can also uh, think about that so often we feel like we're alone especially in the Western culture with this individuation mentality, right? I need to do it alone, uh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you know, me against the world. It's sort of that insular uh, kind of way of moving through the world and remembering. And for some of us, even the realization that you're not alone is a a giant awakening. It could be a starting point for a whole other kind of way of being in the world, yeah? I think that's really true. As I wrote the book, I kept thinking about this great crisis of loneliness that I think affects probably all of us at some point or another because, as you said, we all feel at some point that we are alone, that we've got to do it by ourselves, that we're responsible, we've got to be in control. Mm -hmm. And there's a great burden to that. We can feel overwhelmed by it. Plus, it can make us feel really cut off from family members, friends, colleagues, all of the people in our life. And I think it can lead to things like depression, some possibly some mental health problems, certainly physical illness, not having the relationships that we want. So I think the fact that we can feel cut off from ourselves and from spirit has a great, uh, probably a greater impact on us than we even realize. Yeah. Hey, Deb, some of us are encouraged and some of us are discouraged from creating a spiritual connection with a guide. And I'm going to do this, you know, parenthetically, right? 
some of us grew up in very religious households and you know hearing voices or whatever is completely um, looked down upon where um, some other cultures or family households it's encouraged I think the norm is to be discouraged uh, the norm is that there is the, the monotheistic there is one God at least in the Christian culture and and there are some strict rules et cetera, et cetera. so let's say we're looking at all of that talk to us just in general about how these guides that you're talking about sort of fit in or don't fit into the prevailing sort of those two realms yeah, I think in many religions, as you say, there's, well, in Christianity, for instance, there's so many references to angels and to guides and to companions of different kinds. This can vary from religion to religion, but I think most religions, major religions, have in some form some reference to or acknowledgement that there are beings that are supporting us. But depending on your religious or spiritual background, maybe that has been poo-pooed for you. Maybe mm-hmm. it's been ridiculed in some way. Or maybe it's even seen as something demonic, that if there are forces out there talking to you, then they're probably not of God, and that there's something to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it's understandable, because we do have a fear-based part of us that looks at things in this world, certainly looks at things that we can't see, but that we have some acknowledgement of or knowledge, knowledge of, and we can be distrustful of them. Yeah. We don't quite know where they're coming from. Exactly. Yeah. So here's what's interesting, and I love this about your book. Regardless of where you stand, studies show uh, about 86% of us are curious and have had positive experiences. Some would call it synchronicity, serendipity, you know, winking from God, you know, whatever category you want to fall into. 86% of us are curious and or have had a positive experience tapping in, right? So we're going to go with that today. <laughs> and for the rest of you, you might just be curious, and who knows? Maybe there's room for you to try something else on. Right. It's been really interesting to get feedback on the book and to hear from people who have been very skeptical and even not just skeptics but people who have been pretty against this kind of thinking or this kind of teaching. And before long, once they open up to it and maybe start to have some of these conversations, mm-hmm. they start to tune in, start to have some experiences, that feeling about all of this can change mm-hmm. very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Tell us about your first profound, if you will, sort of connection with one of your guides and, and how that came, how old you were. Tell us about that. Sure. I know that I had several experiences when I was young, but one in particular that stands out to me was when I was about 15 or 16 years old. I'm the youngest of six children, and at this stage in my life, all of my older brothers and sisters had gone off to college, so I was alone at home with my parents, which I had very loving parents and a very stable upbringing. But after being in this busy household for so many years, I just had a great sense of loneliness from my my family members being gone. And also, of course, that's the age where a lot of adolescents go through some kind of um, adolescent angst, you know, that loneliness and feeling Mm -hmm. separate or feeling not good enough or different. Mm -hmm. So one particular night, I was just really struggling with the fact, the feeling that I didn't have any close friends. And I sat up one night, I tell the story in the book, and before I went to bed, I played solitaire, which were big card players in my family. So this wasn't unusual. But I laid out one card game, and as I was playing cards, I was just 
crying and sobbing, really, and not necessarily praying, but I was asking something for some kind of help. Well, I laid out the first solitaire game, won that game, laid out a second game, a different kind of solitaire, won that game as well, which got my attention. I thought, well, that's good. Laid out the third game and also won that one, and then the fourth wow. and fifth game, five and wow. five, which is if anybody plays soccer, oh, yeah, yeah, you know that's that outrageous. But exactly. <laughs> You're like what? So at that moment, it, I just had this feeling of peace that came over me. <clears throat> I realized something important had happened here. <clears throat> I can't say that I was came to face to face with a particular guide, but I just had this knowing that there was a guide or a team yeah. of spirits yeah. there with me. Yeah and that they were supporting me, they were lifting, lifting me up, and I really got this message yeah. that it would all be okay. Yeah. And the great thing about it is that within a few weeks, friends just started showing up, and yeah. it was as though my energy had shifted. They had changed something in me yeah. to open up, let go of the fear, and be open to exactly what it was that I wanted most. I love this, and it's just such a great testament to the fact that when we have these positive experiences, they change you. The Buddha called it the mustard seed of truth. Different contexts, but the same sort of principle. You have an amazing, powerful experience, and you sort of shift your whole reality around that. Like you, Deb, I agree. I, I uh, had enough of these to say, I am on the train. How do I get better at this asking and listening and guidance thing? And, and I'd love to just throw a quick story in here uh, as we talk about this next piece, which is, how do we listen? And then part B will be, how do we know when that's not the voice of our guides, okay? I'll tell the story when we get the, the not the voice, right? Because it's easy to, uh, you know, confuse or have wishful thinking. Some people call it magical thinking, et cetera, the ego. We want to make these differentiations. But let's start with uh, the question, the broad question, does everybody have guides? And if so... How do we make contact if we haven't already? I believe that everybody does have guides and that they're always speaking to us. They're always available. The question is just whether we're listening. And it doesn't have to be hard to open up that connection. I think of it very much just like picking up the phone and dialing and then listening, starting a conversation. One of the things that I've done with a lot of people over the past couple of years in particular is a very short meditation that's actually in the book. But the essence of it is that you sit in quiet, you take deep breaths and relax very much the way your listeners did at the beginning of this uh, broadcast. And then you visualize an invitation. It could be an engraved invitation, handwritten, but it's an invitation to your guides to connect with them consciously. You see yourself sending it out into the universe. You just focus on the fact that they're receiving it. And then you sit in quiet until you receive some kind of response. Now, this can take a minute or less. It can take a few minutes. You can spend as much time with it as you want to, but it doesn't have to take long. And I can tell you that I've seen over and over and over again, even people who are very skeptical going into this, within two or three minutes, come out of this visualization and say, oh, my goodness, I heard something or I felt something or there was a message there or there was a presence of someone who had passed in their life or just of a being who is mm -hmm. there to support them. Mm -hmm. And that that one event has opened up the door to ongoing conversations then that have helped them through, you know, all sorts of challenges mm -hmm. and wonderful times in life, too. And, you know, here's another thing worth mentioning. Thank you for that, is I, having grown up Catholic, I learned that God was outside of myself. 
So when I prayed, I was praying to something that had no direct connection to me. Uh, it was something, uh, you know, that, that was you know, separate and up and out. It took me years to be able to hear something inside of myself and trust it, have a feeling and trust it, to uh, have the connection be embodied. Other people may or may not relate to this, but I can remember having to practice, which I'm, I know that you're inviting us to do, to practice becoming more and more intimate with our guides in the way that our body responds, etc. When, when we come back after the break, we're going to talk about how to establish the relationship and that, other, that everybody may have a different way of being in relationship with their guides. Don't touch that dial, everybody. We'll be right back. More, more, more right here uh, with Deb Engel on Marianne Live. Back in just a minute. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've We've ordered ordered No No More More Love Love Life Life Drama Drama for us. Us. Hi, everybody. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host, Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Raynaud. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. I mean, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce? Yet, we spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Live and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. Okay, so you have a couple of days off, and you're planning to get away from stress. You may be planning to go across the world or even taking a staycation around town. Well, Hotels.com can get you a room in over 158,000 hotels, 60 countries, for 50% off. That's reducing stress already. Plus, collect 10 nights, and you'll get one night free. And there's no cancellation charges, no change fees. For the best deals, even last-minute deals, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Hotels.com. Music, information, and friends. HealthyLife.net. Welcome back, everybody. We're so glad you're here. Let your spirit guide speak. That's what we're talking about today. Deb Engel is joining us today on Marianne Live. And just to recap, if you're just joining us, 
everybody has a spirit guide, according to Deb, uh, and we can get good at listening and eventually help, uh, interpreting the guidance. The first thing we need to do is get quiet and listen. If it's our first time, it could come in a number of ways, a feeling, a thought, a, a loved one that's passed. You know, it could be unique to you. You may have had experiences over a lifetime. Some of you are already pros at this. Wherever you're at on the spectrum, we all have access. So let's talk about the different kinds of ways that we can be connected with our guides, um, and uh, we'll go from there. Continue on. Right. There are so many, and as you have said, it's very individual for each person. So that's one of the first things to do is to just start paying attention and see what shows up and not discount anything or dismiss it, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit more here in a minute. Yeah. But some of the forms that you might experience, certainly dreams, are a very common way that guides communicate with us. You may sit down with a piece of paper or at the computer. I do this a lot, just put my hands on the keyboards, close my eyes, ask a question, and then listen and write the response, whatever it is that I hear or experience or feel. It might come in the form of just a feeling or a knowing, sort of a gut feeling. It could be even a physical experience of maybe a brush of air across your face or one woman I know feels a tickle on top of her head as though somebody's uh, touching her. Um, it could be the feeling of someone wrapping their arms around you. It could be a color. In nature, you know, if you're going on a walk, you might see a tree that speaks to you or an owl or some other kind of animal or bird. Uh, that catches your attention and seems to have a piece of wisdom for you. For me, uh, there was a huge boulder near our house that I used to walk by all the time. I ended up calling it Meditation Rock, and on my walks, I would just stop and put my hands on it, get in touch with its energy, ask questions, and then I would receive information. So there are all sorts of ways that these spiritual messages can come through to us and that our guides can use to to speak to us very quickly. And let's include other people, divination cards, animal totems, um, and you may find, uh, as you say, Deb, uh, you have your own particular constellation, right, that you have a few ways that you consistently get guidance, and as you get better at this or more practiced, um, you know, uh, you, you can hear things more uh, reliably, more clearly. So this is a matter of practice. Deb's book has ways for you to practice, um, exercises for you to do, etc. Let's talk a little bit about uh, about the different categories of um, things we can ask for or ask about. Because some people may feel like, oh, I, that's silly. I can't ask about that, or you know, etc. Sure. Well, I think too this is so important because it brings up the uh, kind of a critical point. And that is that we tend to think of spiritual beings or helpers on a higher plane and beyond some of the emotions and the desires and the needs that we have as human beings. We tend to put them on a pedestal and think that we are somehow separate or less than them. And I really try to stress the fact that they are spiritual beings who are not in bodies. We are spiritual beings who are in bodies, but that's really the only difference. We're no less than they are. They are no more than we are. So we really want to enter into this relationship on a level playing field and know that we're doing this as partners and as co-creators and collaborators. Mm -hmm. That changes the energy right away. So when we do that, then the kinds of questions that we ask might be anything from how can I be a more loving human being to, um, you know, I have my eye on a 
do jobs that I'd really like to have? What do I need to know right now to help manifest that? Mm-hmm. It could be something about big issues that you're working with in your life. How can I be more forgiving? How can I be a more understanding parent? How can I be more consistent in showing kindness or compassion? How can I love myself more? All of those are those big questions of life that can help us grow in deep spiritual ways. Mm -hmm. But I also encourage people to know that your helpers are there to help you with everything. So even though it may seem silly or kind of insignificant, if you're struggling with, oh, what am I going to wear today, ask. You know, if you're at the deli counter and you're thinking, oh, what kind of sandwich do I want? Ask. (laughs) If you're at a stop sign and you don't know whether to turn right or left, ask your guides. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how much they can help us with those little things as well as the big ones. Mm -hmm. And there's really nothing that they aren't happy to help us with if we just ask. Right. And on the note of happiness, sometimes as an asker, I'm not always happy with what I hear. (laughs) And it reminds me of the first time I can remember consciously asking for guidance. Uh, I can remember being a kid, you know, went to bed saying my prayers, and then somewhere along the line when I got involved in some things that maybe I thought God wouldn't like, I stopped praying unless it was a really, really, really critical time. Like, please get me out of this or, you know, help me out here. And frankly, I, I couldn't really hear the answer. But I, excuse me. But I do remember this one time I was sort of uh, in love for the first time, and I saw a spider on my wall, and I wanted to know if, <coughs> excuse me, if this boy loved me. And so I asked to God or whoever, if, if this boy loves me, the spider will go to the right. If this boy doesn't love me, the <laughs> spider will go to the left. This is my thinking. I was 14, maybe 15. Well, the spider didn't do anything, and I didn't know what to make that mean. But this is a funny story to me because I didn't like the answer. I didn't know if I heard an answer. And if it was the answer, there's no answer. I didn't know what to do about it. So let's translate this a little bit into the the conversation around when we don't get an answer that seems clear or one that we don't like. How do we work with that? Sure. If we get an answer that seems unclear, then I think finding a different way to ask the question is always helpful. So because, again, you know, the guides are certainly wanting to help us and wanting to have clear communication. So if we're not getting it, just maybe if you have been taking a walk and you've been pondering and asking as you want, maybe come inside, sit down, get out a piece of paper, write it down, ask them again for more clarification on that, and that can certainly help. The issue of not liking the answer that you get, that's a huge one. And But it's also the reason why it's so important to have this relationship with the guides and to really trust it, because often the the answers that you get will not be what you want to hear. It's funny because I have uh, kind of a similar situation from years ago where I was dating someone. I wanted this to be a great relationship. I wanted him to be the one. And I remember driving down the interstate and asking my guides, so is he the one? And they said no. And I just <laughs> oh, that's, that's not the right answer. Well, they were absolutely right. You know, there was no way that this <laughs> that I yeah. really should have considered him a future match, but mm-hmm. um, I just didn't want to hear what they had to say. Yeah. So, again, I think it's helpful if you are resisting the answer, ask then why am I resisting this answer? Mm-hmm. Or help me understand why the information you're giving me, why this answer is right for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's so important just to be you, just to be honest with your guides. Obviously, they already know basically what we're feeling and what we're going through anyway. 
they've got that bigger picture. But we can, when we can put it into our own words of, you know what, I'm really feeling lonely right now. I want this relationship to be right to me and you're right for me and you're telling me that it's not. Please help me understand what is it in me that has the need for this relationship that somehow needs to be healed. Mm. Or, you know, now what can I do in my life that will help me um, love myself more mm. so that I won't be looking to externals? These are beautiful questions and a great way to differentiate and when we get back right after the break, we're going to talk more with Deb Angle about the kinds of questions we can ask our guides. She's going to tell us some amazing stories. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back when we return. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've ordered No More Love Life Drama for Us. Shh, over here. Here's a secret for a virus-free computer. ESET, they've been a pioneer in the antivirus industry for over 25 years. 25 years of innovative, top-rated antivirus protection. ESET's award-winning security solutions provide a safe online experience for over 100 million home and business computer owners. They are so affordable, fast, and simple to use. So be gone, you blue screen of death. ESET's on my computer. If it's not on yours, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on ESET now. Did you know that in seven minutes you might save $522 in car insurance? Well, this makes sense. Since 21st Century Insurance's company's website has been rated number one in responsiveness by Keynote. Serving customers since 1958, 21st Century Insurance has a 24-7 online policy and claim service. You can get a quote fast and easy, so get your quote by visiting HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click right on the 21st Century Insurance banner. More exhilarating talk. HealthyLife.net. Welcome back, everybody. We're so glad you're here. Yeah, let your spirit guides speak. We have to learn to listen. How do we know they're talking to us? How do we know that they're actually saying what they're saying? We're going to talk about that during this segment of the program. I'm Marianne Camerata. We're, we're with Deborah Engel. She's written this beautiful book for us, Let Your Spirit Guide Speak, a simple guide for a life of purpose, abundance, and joy. So, uh, Deb, up to this point we've talked about that we've got guides. We can uh, practice our connection with guides. There's a whole litany of questions and ways that we can be in relationship with them and what to do when we don't necessarily want to hear what they have to say. This is a practice, and we can develop this. But let's now turn our attention towards some of the questions that are more confounding, uh, some of the really big questions. For example, what's happening in the political world? How can our prayers and questions affect that? Or when someone's ill or we're ill? You know, these are bigger sort of questions that we feel more impotent 
and powerless. So let's talk about how we can listen in to those questions and perhaps uh, craft our questions and the way we use guidance uh, more effectively. Sure. Well, this is a good place to really understand that so much of what we're experiencing in life is coming from a place of fear. Now, there are lots of different ways to name this. For A Course in Miracles, which I've studied and have taught for a long time, so I always go back to the Course. It basically says we have one part of our mind that's the ego that's based in fear, and the other part is the higher mind that's the loving mind that's, that remembers that we are children of God, children of the divine, that we're always connected to that divine love. So often when we come to spirit, to our guides with questions, we're coming from that ego mind. We're looking at the political climate, for instance, what's going on in the world, and we're feeling overwhelmed by it. Maybe there are things that we're just really unhappy with or frustrated with, and we want something in our external world to change so that we can be happy. But the thing is that even if everything in the world lined up so that we could be happy, our ego minds would still find something to be unhappy about. So our questions, even though we want to change the world out there and we can certainly take actions to contribute in positive ways to the world, the guides can help us best when we ask, what's going on in me that can be shifted so that I can experience peace no matter what's going on out there in the world? Mm -hmm. This is where if we come to our guides with first the question of, please help me heal the fear-based thoughts that are standing in my way, of feeling peace and joy and contentment and love right now, right where I am, and no matter what's going on around me, then that puts us in a place where we've really opened the door to that spiritual guidance that's to come. Mm -hmm. And then if we ask a question about how can I be more of an agent of love in this world, what's my role to, as I go through my day to help shine a light or to, be, um, to say things that can help move conversations forward mm -hmm. in positive ways. Mm -hmm. What can I do in my own world to help alleviate conflicts and to, to really be the voice of love? Those kinds of things will help us get very direct answers that we can't get mm -hmm. if we're asking questions about how come the world is such a mess? What do we do about it? Mm -hmm. Let's give some examples. Your book is filled with beautiful stories. Um, of how this works and translates. What comes to mind in terms of some of these more complex questions where we want to change something outside of ourselves, we you know, shift the question and, and more is revealed? Right. Um, one thing that comes to mind is a woman who was struggling in her marriage and really felt as though she and her husband were no longer a good fit for her anymore, and she was considering leaving that marriage. But when she sat down and she talked with her guides about it, the information that she got was that actually her husband is an excellent teacher for her and that the growth that she's experiencing in this marriage is really valuable to her, even though she's on the fear level experiencing a lot of frustrations. She was able through that to see that if she shifted her expectations, if she shifted her focused not from all of the things that she thought he was doing wrong, but how she could bring more love and be more of herself in this relationship, then it could really shift the dynamics of it, mm -hmm. and she could enjoy the growth instead of fighting it. Mm -hmm. Now, that's the kind of thing where, again, it's very individual. You know, some people will be in situations, relationships, partnerships that don't serve them very well, and maybe the, the guidance would be absolutely, this is a time of endings, and you need to leave and start a new beginning. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you also will get messages that 
right where you are, there is so much growth to be had if you will open up to that and, um, and just shift your perception so that you can experience it differently. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the realm of health and wellness now. This is a concern for uh, people of all ages, but particularly as we get older, uh, you start caring for parents or maybe you have a child who's not well, you're not well yourself. Let's talk about how we can uh, benefit from tapping into guidance here and if you have any stories that might be uh, useful for folks. Right. Well, I definitely think that we know that um, our emotions, our stresses, play such an enormous role in our own physical well-being. So it only makes sense that the more we can experience the peace that comes through meditation and through connecting with our guides and through spirit, can really help support us on a physical level as well as emotionally and spiritually. So just the act of sitting for a few minutes every day, whether it's in meditation or communication with your guides, know that that definitely is bringing in an energy into your body. It's allowing you to tap into that well-being that is your natural state and giving your body a chance to just rest and come into that place of remembering that it has everything it needs Mm -hmm. to be well. When we're dealing with people in our lives, loved ones who are sick, I think one of the the best things that we can do is, again, ask how can we stay in a place of peace and joy as we deal with them and also ask for spirit to come in and to do the healing that we're not able to do for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, this reminds me of uh, here in Northern California, there's been an epidemic flu that sort of moved through last winter. Um, and I'm remembering uh, sitting in bed one night. It was very late. I didn't want to wake up my husband. I had gone into the guest bedroom because I, I just didn't want to upset him or disturb him. But I was really frightened. My throat had closed up. I was, and my mind took off. You know how it can. I thought, oh, I'm, I can't breathe. Uh, maybe I have to go to the hospital. It was really terrifying. And, I, and my part of my practice, <clears throat> you know, it doesn't always kick in right away. But my practice, like yours, is in listening and asking for help. And I remembered praying, and I said, okay, my angels, um, I need some help. I'm, I'm really scared here. And you know what the most interesting thing is, uh, and at that time was, is sometimes the help is, comes in a form, a physical form of just a deep relaxation, right? There, there weren't words right away. There was just a kind of surrender that came over me. And then once I was calm, my mind was calm, I actually heard, and this might have been disturbing at any other time, but you're fine in this moment, and that's all you have. You know, like we're all going to die. And, and it's, this is something for me, I don't know about a lot of people listening, you know, we're, most of us resist that thought. And the truth is, up until this moment, I've had a beautiful life. I'm so grateful. And all of a sudden, I was noticing that I was just in the moment grateful for the breath that I could take versus getting on that happily ever after, very fake, false, everything's fine, you're going to live happily ever after. It wasn't like that, but in my body, I could feel the truth and the peace in that moment. This is an important point, I think, because so many of us want to really catapult over what is what what is uncomfortable and painful? I was scared and in pain, and I I was given a reprieve, but just at a, at a level of physical relaxation, which at the moment was I, I took it. <laughs> you know, let's talk about this. <laughs> yeah, oh, I think that's so important because 
we can ask for whatever in us is maybe contributing to our ill health or getting in the way of our feeling the well-being that's available to us, then that can open up that pathway. As you say, it can just be that moment of feeling some relief. That's right. When we get back after the break, we're going to talk about some more gorgeous stories of uh, how guides have come and shifted lives in ways that are so beautiful and unexpected. More when we return with Deb Engel. You're listening to Marianne Live. I'm Marianne Camarado. Back in just a minute. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've ordered No More Love Life Drama for Us. MarianneLive.com is where you can go to keep up to date with what and where relationship expert, author, and radio host Marianne Camarado is appearing next. Besides Marianne's three radio shows weekdays on HealthyLife.net, you can find out details about upcoming or ongoing seminars and workshops. How about information for ordering copies of books or DVDs? That's also available at MarianneLive.com. Find out about CORE Certification, Certificate of Responsible Relationships, www.MarianneLive.com, CORE Certification, Learning Tools to Attract, Build, and Sustain Great Relationships. Also sign up for Marianne's newsletter to be informed about upcoming events and possible workshops or speaking engagements in the Northern California area, www.MarianneLive.com. What does HealthyLife.net and Amazon.com have in common? Well, they're both available on the Internet. They both give great value. But most important, most of our positive program hosts and guests are accomplished authors. And their books are available from, you got it, Amazon.com. Now it even gets better than that. Because when you're listening on air to a HealthyLife.net host or guest, you can go directly to Amazon.com and you can order your book while you're still listening to your favorite HealthyLife.net program. So when you hear an author you like, go to the homepage of HealthyLife.net and click on Amazon.com. HealthyLife.net. Net, the Positive Radio Network. Welcome back, everybody. You know, there is such peace in knowing we're not alone. That at any time, anywhere, God, the divine, angels, your guides, whatever, are in us, near us, through us, with us, always. All we have to do is ask. This might be a point for some people right now to just burst into tears, for others to go, oh, yes, and the other rest of us go, oh, yeah, that's right. I am, I am in deep relationship. And for the rest, you know, a reminder to get back into our, uh, the program, the dream team that you actually have at your, dis- well, that's not the right word, at, you have access to, you are blessed to have access to. So, um, Deb, let's talk about something you call spiritual blackout. Um, it's, uh, you know, you can describe this, but it's an important nuance here. Uh, sometimes we are praying. We can't hear. We can't, 
we feel like we just can't connect and we're getting in our own way. Let's, let's talk about this uh, and, and the ways to alleviate this, this stuck place for right. folks. Yeah, I think for me, spiritual blackout, I call it that because typically I do feel as though I've got this open phone line most of the time with my guides. And, but every once in a while, spiritual blackout comes along, and I feel as though those phone lines are cut. It's almost as though somebody has just pulled a trap door over my head and cut off that communication with the higher realms, and I am plunged into darkness and feel so alone. I think this can happen for a lot of different reasons, way too numerous, you know, for us to go through. But one time that I write about in the book was just that I had been on vacation with a whole group of people, all people that I love, I enjoy, we had a great time. But I am really an introvert. I need time by, my, my, by myself to process. And when I got back from that trip, I was just so overwhelmed by overstimulation of being around people for so long that I went into a spiritual blackout time. I just kind of sunk down into myself and instead of it being in a healthy way, it was in a very unhealthy, disconnected way. Mm-hmm. The thing about being in that place is that you can't necessarily just dig your way out of the hole. You can't, you know, as much as you might ask, still for a while, for whatever reason, there's just that feeling of disconnection. And I think the, the important things about it are to remember that it's temporary, first of all, that before too long, it could be a matter of hours, it could be a matter of days, but eventually that trap door will open up, the connections will be uh, reinstated, and you'll be back in communication again. Mm-hmm. The other thing about it is that while you're in that place, know that your guides are still there with you and they still are supporting you. They still have their arms around you, probably even more than ever, because they know that you're in need. So they're still speaking to you. It's just that for some reason, it's kind of our dark, dark night of the soul, we're not able to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, during those times, it's still important to be talking to your guides and saying, here's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling dejected and alone and depressed, and I don't know what to do. I know you're there. I know that you can hear me. Please help me to move through this mm-hmm. as quickly as I can and to get the gifts from this, because I truly believe every time we go through one of those spiritual blackouts, there is a way for something that we're being taught, that we're learning, and that we can grow as a result as long as we look for that gift yeah. we're coming out of it. I can't look back at one point in my life and say that's not true, where there was something that was coming forward in my reactive state, in my affective state, in my resistance, that, that those very things were helping me know that's what was here, that I was getting in my own way and that that was useful because it was teaching me something about myself or the situation I was in. I'm sure you feel the same way, Deb, so... Hang in there. Uh, help is on the way. And that's what memories are for, trying to remember when. You've been through this before. Help is on the way. There's something here about what's happening that may be useful. You're just not seeing what it is right now. So uh, on the other side of that, um, there are so many beautiful stories in your book about having tapped in, really listened, and some of the most miraculous, gorgeous stories that have come to fruition for people. Tell us one of your favorites here as we're coming up to the top of the hour for you or someone that you care about. Right. One of my favorites is a woman who's in one of the A Course in Miracles classes that I teach. She and her brother-in-law had been having a feud for several years because of something that her brother-in-law had done within the family. And 
this is not really like this particular woman to carry a grudge or to be angry, but the whole family, you know, just created a rift in the whole family. Finally, she got to the point, especially after studying the course, where she realized she'd had enough of this and she really wanted peace. She wanted to forgive him. She wanted to move on, but she didn't really know how. So she started asking for peace in her little corner of the world, started asking her guides for that. Now, this woman lives on an acreage, and she's a gardener, so she loves her garden, spends hours in them every year. And her brother-in-law, who lives across the road, has a bull that trampled her gardens one day while she was away. When she came back, she saw all of the damage that this bull had done, found out that it was his bull that had done it, called the sheriff and wanted to have him arrested. And the then, bull or her brother? <laughs> the bull, yeah. Yep. The brother-in-law's bull. Had the bull arrested? Well, probably both. Yep. So, Sorry. That's funny. But she, um, then again, she started talking with her guides and realized this was exactly the, the thing that she did not want to continue in her life. So she had this moment, this epiphany, where she really felt the peace of her guides, the peace of God in her. And she just forgave in that moment. It was just like all of these years of anger went away. And the next day she was out in the yard. Her brother-in-law drives by, stops the car, rolls down the window. She comes over to him and she says, I don't want to be angry anymore. And he said, I don't want to be angry anymore either. And from that point on, it's been healed. Mm. They get together now and have family dinners. They see each other at family, you know, the kids' basketball games. Mm. Um, it's healed everything. Mm. And it was that desire for forgiveness mm. along with that conversation with spirit on an ongoing mm. basis oh, that allowed beautiful. it to happen. What a beautiful story. <clears throat> yeah, and these, these um, baby steps or micro-increments, uh, just a shift in the question can make all the difference. Uh, let your spirit guide speak these and other stories, uh, ways to be connected to your guides. Uh, Deb, you've, you've illustrated so beautifully in your book. You can get a copy of this book wherever fine books are sold, folks. You can go to DebraAngle.com, D-E-B-R-A-E-N-G-L-E.com for more information. Um, we're coming up to the top of the hour here. Um, what are some ways we can uh, get in touch with you, learn more, et cetera, and then I'm going to ask you what you want to leave us with today. Sure. Well, the best way is really to go to my website, DebraEngel.com. I post upcoming events there, and I do a number of online courses in support of the books. So it's a great way to go even deeper into these topics and to connect. Typically with those courses, I do some kind of um, online coaching or teleclass coaching as well. So, and I love that as a way to be in touch with readers, help you with your specific issues and challenges going on in your life. Beautiful. Well, for me, as we come up to the top of the hour, the thing that strikes me is that I, I always say this, that I have taken the scenic route to enlightenment. <laughs> I'm a little slow. <laughs> I have to do things over and over and over again, ask the same question over and over, because I don't always like the answer I get, et cetera. Uh, that in mind, you know, in keeping with that we have self-will and we do get frustrated and we have strong desires and whatnot. On that note, what do you want to leave us with today? I think the most important thing is really just to sit down and ask and know that as you have conversations with your guides, you can be totally honest. It's so much exactly like sitting down with your spouse, with a friend, with a loved one, and having a conversation with them. It's just that in this case, you are conversing with someone who can see the bigger picture and who always has your best interest at heart. Mm -hmm. 
So even though you may have those stops and starts and detours and scenic routes, it's all good. It's all good, and your guides will always guide you with the most gentle and loving language and wisdom that you'll experience. And, you know, there's, it doesn't cost anything. It doesn't take much time, and it can change your life for the better in countless ways. Beautiful. Thank you so much for what you do, Deb, and for helping all of us stay connected to our guides and on our spiritual path. It's been a delight to have you on the program today. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you betcha. You're welcome back anytime. All right, everybody, sit tight. We're going to go to break and then come back for our wrap right here on Mary Ann Live. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Everybody, welcome back to Mary Ann Live. Yes, such an important topic. I do not always like what my guides have to say, but in hindsight, I can say they always know better than I do, and I just have to say that out loud. Okay, well, we're glad that we got to be with Deb Engel today. Get a copy of her book, Let Your Spirit Guide Speak, a simple guide for life, for a life of purpose, abundance, and joy. Join us next week when uh, on the program is actually I'm not supposed to tell you it's a special guest, so you're going to just have to come and find out for yourself. Uh, you can go to MarianLive.com if you really need to know for more information. In the meantime, let's do the third part of our practice together, which is go do something good for somebody else and don't let them know you did it, and then you will have your one, two, three practices right here on Marianne Live. We wish you every blessing until we meet again. Take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.